Social Ventures Australia brings you this podcast from the SVA Quarterly, the leading management publication for the social sector in Australia. I'm Karen Pratt, editor of the SVA Quarterly, and I'm talking with Diana Ferner, principal in the SVA consulting team who leads our disability work. Diana has written the article, How Disability Service Providers Can Become Customer-Centric. Diana, tell us, you've used this term, customer-centric, mm. which is really quite a commercial term. Why have you used it? What's the relevance in the disability sector? Yeah, it's a good pickup because it's a very intentional usage of the word. And the reason why I've been using the term customer-centric is it's really underlying the fact that individuals now have choice and control over what they can choose to purchase and they're the purchasers of the services. So for instance, what we've seen actually is about 69% of providers have now seen their customers move on in their services, which is a massive 35% increase from last year. And so organizations in the disability sector are increasingly recognizing that they they can't just be person-centered or client-centered but they must really be customer-centric. And what I mean by the differences between these terms, client-centered and customer-centric, is we can't just focus on the services we're providing. We really need to think about who are our customers, first of all, who should we be targeting? And secondly, how do we offer them services and help them solve the needs in their lives, the really pressing problems that they have, and really make a difference there? So what what does that really mean then, uh, being customer-centric is to really know who your customers are and what they need and provide the solutions for them, is that what you're saying? Absolutely, because it's such a radical change for providers. For instance, if I take early childhood intervention services, you know, historically we may have thought of providers as providing early childhood intervention services, but when you really start to unpack, well, who are your potential customers in this area? For instance, if you're working with parents who have a young child who has just acquired a disability or just discovered that they have a disability for the first time, it's a really emotional process for them. You know, it's the, what does this mean for my child? What does this mean for them long term? How do I even begin to think about what support services are out there? How do I navigate NDIS? So it really shifts the focus from just thinking about, I, as a service provider, am providing early childhood intervention services, and it opens it up to, I'm helping these parents sort of understand and navigate the system and provide them the emotional support that they need in addition to providing all the services I can do to help them um, hopefully make some progress with their child. So understanding the customer in that way will actually uh, change the services that you offer? It absolutely puts a different focus on what it is that you're offering. Mm Um, So, for instance, one of the providers that we were working with, to take this example, um, really recognized that the work that they did around helping customers navigate the system Mm. was probably equally valuable to actually providing the services. So why is this focus on customer centricity so relevant now in the sector? I think we're seeing increasing focus on this because... Well, NDIS is very competitive. Organizations are struggling to compete with the NDIS price points. Uh, Financial sustainability is at a threat. And I think a lot of organizations are thinking, well, I just need to figure out how to take costs out of my organization so I can continue supporting customers and operate. But one of the things we need to make sure we're not forgetting as providers is, well, what are we ultimately here for? 
it's for the customers. It's not sort of cost-cutting for anything. It's really cost-cutting to do what is best for the customers. But I think it is quite a tension because if you're trying to cut costs and you're trying to do more for customers at the same time, how do you thread that needle and make sure you make sure you're doing both properly? And so by taking a customer-centric approach, you can actually relook at your operations and your processes and your services through the lens of the customer and figure out what costs are actually worth cutting because they don't really matter and making sure you preserve the elements of your model that actually really matter to customers. Uh, so an interesting example that we worked with for the client, for instance, is um, they were looking at their intake system. And one thing that they really valued was making sure they were spending a lot of time with the customer to really understand, you know, what is your package? What are your needs and your goals? How do we sort of understand the breadth of your relationship so that we can really take it apart and develop a tailored plan for you? That worked great for a lot of clients. You know, for instance, if we're working with younger parents or people thinking about what options they have under NDIS for the first time, that was fantastic. But in doing so, you know, some of the customers that get frustrated are people like, you know, maybe people who have had a disability for a long time and they're used to the support system and they're really trying to optimize their package across a number of providers and they don't need that long detailed process. They just sort of want to get in, get their services and get out. And so it becomes a strategic consideration for providers to think through, well, who is my audience? The type of um, person who actually wants that support in that detailed talk through, or someone who just really wants to get in and out and sort of optimize their package and they know what they want. And how do I make sure that whatever decisions I'm making to um, redo uh, my services is actually in line with what the customer needs? Can you briefly describe what the article is going to tell us? So the article goes into a lot of detail about, you know, what is a practical guide for me to think about being customer-centric for the first time? Everything from how do I figure out who my customers are all the way to, well, how do I actually think about how I can rejig my operating model to be as effective and efficient for customers as possible? So. Um, I hope people will find it helpful as a practical guide that can help them really get their heads around what it means to be customer-centric. Related podcasts and articles can be found on the SVA Quarterly site, www.socialventures.com.au forward slash SVA hyphen quarterly forward slash.